any of this? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll play four seconds of our theme song. Hold on. Yeah. We just had a wonderful little 20-minute wrap-up of some exciting news <laughs> happening happening around the Portland area. A little wrap-up of the wow. vegan restaurant I found at the top of the hill on Barber. The best joke I've ever told. The best. Oh, no. <laughs> so. That was a great joke. <laughs> Lost to time. She lost another joke. Nah, no, uh, no. We had a great story, which uh, about the Saudi Arabia accidentally printing a textbook showing Yoda sitting next to the king, which I will still be using as the as the uh, image. But um, but I forgot to press record. So and uh, I you overlo- did a beautiful I introduction it. of Daria. So so Daria Eliak is uh, a, a uh, she. For 20 years was a mainstay of Portland radio. Yeah. And, um, and she tells incredible stories that are just well formed and, and connected and, uh, just draw you in. And, uh, those drive time talks with Dario were, were just in- incredible. And, uh, so Dario was part of the Weird Portland United photo shoot we had originally met her at the portland podcasting festival and uh she shared one of the stories there and then uh, the weird portland united photo shoot is a collection of 16 of the local uh legends of portland uh everybody from the uh the founder of music millennium who holds the torch of keeping portland weird yes, terry, and courier. terry courier and who i do believe owns the copyright to keep he does. Portland weird. he yes. does and he he um issues that uh he he lends that name uh that that moniker mm-hmm. to those that he um feels uh will use it properly, use it properly. It with the proper it. power exactly. or whatever and so he'll he'll lease it to you for a dollar if you've got the right uh vibe and uh darcel is there and poison waters i, I poison waters poison waters on the show sometimes absolutely I've never, yeah. well i would She's, say i'd never met her but of course i didn't meet any of these people <laughs> because it was the one thing in my life that i was not able to get to yeah kevin who oh is also known as poison waters is has been a uh uh, drag queen in the Portland metro area for 30 years wow. and incredible stories. So Weird Portland United is a nonprofit organization uh, founded by the Unipiper, Brian Kidd, a friend of the show. And he um, he and the Weird Portland United organization are um, institutionally keeping Portland weird. So they're actually raising money to fund grants to uh sponsor other artists and other creative people to make more weird in Portland and, and keep the weird alive. And, um, so we met and, and discussed, uh, with Daria at that event. And then I've spent some more time with her and, and roped her into coming on our show. And, uh, it was absolutely a delightful, uh, interview today. With yeah, her. she was great. I never met her before. I'd heard her name a lot from, uh, listening to Rick Emerson, who was also, uh, in radio during that time and, and just kind of hearing her name. And, and, and so I was very delighted to, to finally meet her after hearing you guys talk about her and, and getting to know her a little bit, especially we were talking afterwards about being able to do it in this format where you sit down, 
and like purposefully get to know each other and talk as opposed to just like, let's meet for lunch. And it's a little distracting. So that was cool to finally meet her. Um, it was a great discussion. Uh, so before we do that, I'm going to read a little bit about Sonic sketches again, because I forgot to <laughs> record that the first time. That was the nice thing about going to, uh, how did this get made? Which I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which I mean, that show was amazing. And, and like I'll say, it sold out the Keller, which is crazy and amazing to be there with all those crazy people that show up for a lie. And like they just sit and do a podcast. And I was, it was interesting to see like there is not a lot of filler that they cut. It's just they're so good at what they do that they just like knocked a perfect show out of the park and, and moved wow. on. And so that was great. But it was neat to see like you think, oh, they have all these roadies or people doing their technology for them and it was just paul Shear up with his laptop on on the big screen pulling up different windows and like sometimes it wasn't so that was funny to see um but uh, sonicsketches.com is a great place to get a wonderful personalized gift for that person that you love you can get a beautiful visual i say beautiful a lot in this beautiful. they're just so beautiful you can't look directly at them they're too beautiful um a piece of visual art you can get a three uh, set of three 12 by 12 panels or one uh, eight by 24 piece of brush polished aluminum. Uh, they look amazing. They're a waveform of, of your favorite song, or if you have a sound that you like or a, a loved one that you want to make into a nice piece of art that you can have hanging around, you can go to sonicsketches.com. If you order from them, you can get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. if you use the promo code Mark Todd. So do that. Help support the show. Um, let's get into Daria. I'm going to play a little bit of Alyssa Milano's uh, Teen Steam song. Um, <laughs> and that will make sense uh, a little bit later. So thank you, guys. We'll see you uh, later. list for this <laughs> you sound pretty a asmr <laughs> with mark middle that's right we can do our mukbang videos <laughs> which we sometimes do with what's mukbang it's this whole uh video niche of usually asian it, it's like asian asmr girls. of watching people eat what? Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Why not watch some mukbang now? Let's, Let's watch some YouTube. mukbang. Don't you think that's kind of... Gross? No. <laughs> if you were... If you were I mean, if you, if you look at... Okay, the, in, the internet. <laughs> Crazy? <laughs> that's up there with the best things about it is, is yeah. fringe fetish. Oops. Oh, totally. I mean, because imagine if you were into that. And... Easy cowboy. Sorry, this mukbang video. Imagine your life of being into that, and, and like what would be anything, and suddenly you yeah. just you reap the rich You're like, rewards. I'm not of- alone. <laughs> well, it's like it's. Uh, I was talking to to Mark um, 
I stumbled on this podcast that goes through. Oh, she's going to eat fried chicken for us. <laughs> wow. I miss you so much. Today we are having fried chicken. Now, I know I said that I was going to do, you know, uh. multiple days of seafood. But you guys, <laughs> I was craving the chicken again. You guys know how I get. I hope so she I makes hope a so billion dollars. <laughs> She's got, how many subscribers does she have? Well, not chicken again, but I hope uh, uh, Almost uh, 500, uh, 400,000 really subscribers. So, yes, this is her career. And, <laughs> and there are a lot of people with this career. I have my I like how I'm fascinated. Uh, this one is titled Black Grandmas Try Each Other, Try Other Black Grandmas Sweet Potatoes. And that has 5 million views. So I, you're right. I wonder if, where the I wonder if there's like um, a demographic breakdown of where this hits mass appeal. Oh, because, I'm sure. Because um, there's a thing in England, and it seems really exclusive to England. I mean, I'm sure other people have it, but it's um, taking baths in food. What? And it's not. It's 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 like a major. There's a term for it. Are like, we forgetting the one time Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> posed in a bathtub full of milk? I hope because it was not a time that I wanted to I don't to think I could forget that now. if I saw it. No, um, be, like baked beans is sort of the main thing. Like it, that's the main fetish is like a person, take a, a, a nubile person taking a bath in baked beans. But then there's you, branch out. So like custard and. Do you think the baked beans is because of the texture or because I'm of sure the, it is. the taste? Yeah, because I'm sure there's it, not a lot of other textured things like baked beans. No. It's kind of gelatinous, but still liquid. Yeah. And I think it probably harkens to childhood because, you know, the baked beans and toast is a thing oh um oh, i just find it amazing and that's sort of a, sort of a fringe off this kind of messy play fetish um but i just think that if this was your thing you'd be so hard pressed to ever like if you ever found something where someone was willing to eat in front of you you'd be like this is the greatest this is like christmas and new year's and birthday but now you can just casually from, you don't have to get out of bed yeah you can just be like i want to watch videos of people eating all day and, and she you is, can it, she has like almost what looks like four whole fried chickens in front of her she elwood and a giant um, uh, bowl of dipping sauce I, uh, the dipping sauce, sauce seems key and she's also yeah. eating very in a very messy fashion and i would say this is a fringe off baked bean bath tell you yeah. and yeah. Uh, i shooting. think you pronounced it wrong uh she was pronouncing sauce with two syllables that's sauce and she's eating, and she's smacking loud. That yeah. must be part of it. Yeah. Oh, it's That's fascinating. That's the ASMR part. Okay, so what was the thing that you originally started with, which was, um, uh, it, I don't want to say, was it? Mukbang. 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 I almost said something. And so that is an example of mukbang. So yes, I believe that started in <clears throat> Japan. Is is Japan or Korea? Oh, yeah, maybe Korea. Yeah. Sounds I don't mean to insult the, the mukbang culture um, with my with my ignorance. But it is fast. And, and um, we should say, we're welcoming... Daria to Hello. our show today. Hello. So I want to make sure that your mic is properly positioned. Uh, are you hearing uh, levels okay? I'm hearing so levels okay. The um, on this. Can, so. can I just say too that I worked in radio for 20 years and your equipment is far superior to any that I've ever <laughs> used in corporate radio. Yes. <laughs> they have Bose headphones. That MXL is. That's the the sweet spot. All right, I'm gonna pop the pee though. I'm there we go. You. Okay, if you say so. We used to have the little popper filters, but then we gave up because all I did, did you was downsize. Just, we downsized. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't spark joy anymore, so we had to take them away. <laughs> nice. But I was saying, um, I was telling Mark that I stumbled on this this podcast that is going through Madonna's 
uh, album catalog song by song by song. And it's just this mo- the most tedious, nerdy, inside baseball thing that I've ever, because I'm a huge Madonna fan. And Me like, too. There's not a whole lot of things that just talk about her music. It's like always like the, Iconic, everything going but, on around mm, it and all that mm. stuff. And, and um, so speaking of finding that weird thing that like you've never you've never had anyone around you do before and all of a sudden there's something on YouTube about it or a podcast about that super specific thing and like all week I'm like finally all these inside jokes I've told inside <laughs> my head that I've never been able to say somebody else is saying them yay I get it and but what's even better is there's a person out there doing it yeah you don't have to meet that person right to, you, know, you know what I mean yeah. and be horribly disappointed yeah you can just have you can share what you have in common in a glorious yeah intimate way it's really great and uh, uh speaking of podcast I uh went to the the live show of a podcast called how did this get made uh last night yeah, I love the, that one. at the Keller and they sold out the Keller yeah I was what? shocked I thought well maybe they go to the schnitz or something a little mid but they they packed that place out, so I'm hoping they come back. But it was just huh. it was an amazing, amazing. What show. was the topic? Um, the movie was called Two Twenty Two, which is something that apparently made. Is that a, a Stephen King thing? No, it's a movie no one heard of that I believe grossed four hundred and fifty one dollars. Oh, <laughs> so literally because most people watched it before they go to the to the live show, and there was like three thousand people there. That movie just made more money than it ever did in its theatrical release of like <laughs> one week or whatever so but it was when, a great when? show and i'm excited to excited to hear it on the radio because i whistled really loud in a couple places so i can hear myself when i was such back. a child i know <laughs> oh you have no idea we just met like 10 minutes ago <laughs> so why don't you for for and because i don't know a, a ton of your bracket i'm like we were talking a little bit before i'm, I'm friends with rick emerson who was on the yeah. on the radio in portland for throughout the 2000s and I'm I would Rick and I, hear... I'm more of a, a fan of his like we oh, okay yeah, yeah I have not hung out with him as much as yep. I'd like but I think that's true for most people when it comes to Rick Emerson right right that is that is, is absolutely true. true yeah but I, I have the one. highest but, respect for yeah him. and I I've always heard him talk about you and and with that same I, I think uh I don't know if I doubt he's gonna listen to this but um <laughs> I only kind of know you from that context so so could could you tell me a little bit about about your background and and who who Daria is? I got involved in um, well, I came out to Portland to go to Reed College in '89, and from Wyoming, and then um, I worked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of jobs, um, to be grammatically correct. And then they they had an open call for for like they had an open call for auditions for a co-host for a morning show at Intercom Radio, so hmm. I wasn't liking my current job. And sent in an audition cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> and just the long story short, it just became like any audition from a thousand to twenty to five to two to me. Um, so I hadn't I hadn't uh, envisioned radio as a career at all. I'd never hmm. ever thought about it once. What so did you go to read for? Um, a theater where the big money is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I went to theater or for to read for international studies, and I I changed my mind within a week. So you grew up here around here in Portland? No. Well, if you count <clears throat> from 18 oh, okay. on, yeah. Okay. I grew up in the mountain states. Okay. Colorado and Wyoming. Oh, beautiful. Montana, yeah. I joined corporate radio in 1997, which, of course, in long retrospect, would be kind of like opening a waterbed store in, you know, 1983, <laughs> where it... it at the onset, it seemed like this could not be more amazing and perfect. Yeah. But you don't 
know at that time just how short the ride is going to be <laughs> before it all changes dramatically. Because that year was computers were already a thing. The internet was very, very fresh and new, but certainly mm -hmm. already having an impact. The Pacific Northwest was starting to explode with arguably the last really great music changing new genre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything was insane. And then almost immediately that started really, really changing. The way music was sold and listened to started changing just to be you know, blunt and sad, all the perks happened about in the first six months. <laughs> right. And then it all just all we, went away. We, oh, no. we, the, the first couple of years was record companies paying for trips and concert tickets and free swag all the time. Well, Rick and tells great stories through the 80s cause, uh, uh, or 90s when he was coming up through different towns and yeah. different rock stations about some of the grifting that, that used to happen. That, just like they would blatant. just show up with like cocaine and like all just nonsense. <laughs> that and was perhaps before my time. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not a per for some reason I'm not I've never been a person people offer drugs to. Right. <laughs> to my <laughs> not either. Dismay. I don't know if that's good well, or bad. You know, like, it's either like they know I will say no, or maybe I'm not cool enough. Are we narky looking? Maybe. <laughs> <We're still> narky. <laughs> you have to tell I me if you're I always had officer. to pay. Um, <laughs> and then it, it just stopped. You know, it just stopped. And we had Christmas parties with food. Yeah. Um, and then decade, promotional decades budgets. on. Yeah, promotional budgets. You know, well, this fun. is about the time that that. <laughs> so yeah, and I think two oh. things are happening, and we've talked about it on, on the show before. The um, Telecommunications Act, the 1997 Telecommunications Act, which uh, allowed people to own more than I forget. I think they were only allowed to own one station per mm. market, and that said, nope, you don't do that anymore. So that's when Clear Channel, Intercom, all gobbled up all these. Seemed like owned such stations. A, an eighties thing to happen. Yeah. Decades yeah, after well, the they 80s. had to. Well, they had to wait until Bill Clinton passed the Telecommunications exactly. Act, and that was one of the random they were things. Just, just sitting there waiting with yeah. their buckets of money. Yeah. And so that was a huge dramatic shift because now those companies are expected to make millions of dollars from these local Correct. stations instead of like just and employing the people that. If work the there. stations don't make more money all the time and hit the bottom line, then um, people get let go and their their contract money gets added to the bottom line like look how much more money we made mm -hmm. exactly i've heard yes <laughs> so the rumors go um i don't know i loved it because i stayed very um i ostriched out hard for a lot of it like if you with as with so many jobs if you pay attention to everybody's thing and worry about it and take it on board you will go insane so i tried to stay during my time in radio pretty very much concentrating on um, my own thing the, the immediate people I was working with my co-hosts um, and try to be aware of the world of sales and advertising and promotions and um, promises to clients that were made without anyone's knowledge mm -hmm. um, and then expected to be carried out by someone else I tried to pay as little attention to that as possible and that I think is what kept me uh, grounded and happy for so long, but also was um, directly responsible for me having no idea of um, of my own imp impending doom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, you you threw yourself into the broadcasting industry? It sounds sounds like without any 
uh, you know, education in that in that field. And so now you are a broadcaster. Once you started right after right after Reed, uh, right and early about 90s, three years after, yeah, about three years after. Um, <clears throat> your your style and your uh, your method. I want to say voice, but not technically your voice. You know, the voice that you have as Daria seems to be. Um, I don't have ra- I didn't have radio voice, you know. Right, right. Yeah. You're not the traditional radio host that people are expecting, and and your that breaks through the the depth of stories that you have and the, well, the I felt- connection that you you had was that was that kind of always there or were the was the fact that you um well, I mean I think didn't know any better. I think you're asking <laughs> you know or or like because you didn't know any better because you weren't um molded into the traditional host that No, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't phrase it that way at all. Okay. Um pumpkin. Um that it was <laughs> you can you can you can imitate a, a broadcaster really really easily. I just sure. didn't see the point of it. And right. I think that there's there was is there's plenty of that and that's just not um, that just seems like to each his own and whatever. But I just that feels like e- an easy way out. That yeah. kind of seems like cheating and autopilot to me. Um, I don't think you should be able to tune in to any radio station in America and hear a version of the exact same uh, show and host that you can anywhere else. Right. Which is which I feel was the vast majority in, in the 80s and 90s, like the morning zoo and you had your cast of characters and everybody was the same and, and everything. It was just so refreshing hearing you. Well, I think what you're, I think what, what you're, what you're kind of gearing towards and asking, I didn't consciously go one way or the other. I just knew that I, I didn't feel the need to put on a sort of like, and plus for women, it's a lot. Can we curse? Yeah. For women, it's a lot shittier because uh, traditionally, because um, it's still, it's still sort of this there's there's still kind of a lot of um, inherent sexism in a lot of shows, mm-hmm. um, both implied and real, and uh, a, with few exceptions, you you cannot believe the things that have been told to me over the years mm-hmm. within the industry. Um, but uh, a lot of times, regrettably, uh, on commercial corporate radio, there's still very much a deferential attitude with women even if they are allowed to be you know opinionated and mouthy and stuff it's 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 still these it's still within pretty a box. specific categories yeah. that you um mm, that you fit into yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i i mean i don't want to like it, it, it was crappy but it um in a lot of ways because it was it was a big corporation yeah and big corporations um no matter how much i fooled myself that it was all about storytelling and connectivity and entertainment and you know um having people be distracted and and cared for and all these good things at the end of the day it was this very 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 big um very few people owned it corporation Mm -hmm. that was all about making as much profit as possible and it was very high paid by the end and i was um not uh beloved by sales because i i would really be selective about what I would agree to endorse or promote, yep. which they hate. It turns yeah, out, for sure. oh, they hate it. Um, and I would also call bullshit um, with my superiors on a regular basis, which I I kid myself into um, thinking that I had the longevity to do. But it turns out, um, especially people that are sort of newly in charge, it it just will make their heads explode. Right. If you if they act like an idiot and you say, please stop being an idiot. <laughs> you would say that <laughs> now. I loved a lot of the people um, that were, 
you know, my bosses or whatever. But it was also the kind of, of thing where um, in my previous, uh, in one of, a previous job, I worked in the school district. And that job is great too. But then if you're in a, a, depending on what area you're in, you'll have like 90 different bosses. And all of them have a wholly different agenda. And all of them, you know, just want to click these things on their checklist. And at the, at the end of the day, you're like, does it help these kids I'm immediately with? And almost always it doesn't at all. And that sort of became a parallel for radio as well, is that, that it sense. was just a whole bunch of people, many of whom had a completely different end goal. And you, it was impossible to tailor what you were doing um, to fit what they wanted um, result-wise, which usually came down to money, which had nothing to do with what I felt my purpose there was. Well, and it became, I remember towards the end of, of Rick's show, because he moved on, uh, he was on AM for the most part, and then he was on... Um, they oh, couldn't They what, couldn't put um, Rick into a, a, a box that they liked. Right. He And and the way that looks to me as a fan of his and as a, a listener, um, the way that his whole situation was, is he was much, 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 much too good for yes. any place he was put. Absolutely. That, of course, is not how you know, the, the people in charge viewed right. it at well, all. And he was, they were getting, they put so that it was, he too, it was too hard to market. Yeah. Correct. Which is yeah. the stupidest. It's, it's, I mean, he still has rabid fans out there and of it's course been he does, 10 years since brilliant. that show has been on, but it, they were getting so micromanaged. I remember when they went to the FM. Well, we were on, the, we slots. were in the same okay. thing for a okay. long time. Yeah. That they were like, getting notes that like you guys talk about books too much you yeah. guys aren't allowed to talk about books anymore and we would like, get those same things too. yeah and I they mean, were just insane and it, it was a sort of thing where just because you have a job title where you think that means that you can offer input doesn't mean you are obligated to especially if you have no good input but that stopped no one <laughs> right well they had that to justify rarely. their job yeah yeah there was a lot of, a lot of job what is it that fine, you yeah. do here <laughs> exactly yeah i'm a people person <laughs> it, it was just too and, and it was an atmosphere of fear as well and that right. that's probably actually the biggest thing which i should yeah. have mentioned first it was a huge um i had some wonderful bosses that did not operate that way but overall there was a lot of everyone should be worrying about losing their job at all times. Mm -hmm. And that's no way to work. I mean, right. some people thrive in that, but I don't know any of them. Right. Um, and I, I just, I could not buy into it, which right. is again, why I was so right. surprised well, when and, it all suddenly abruptly. And for most, for most people in radio, that is a true fear because every two or three years they're getting fired and moving to a new market. I mean, that's something that Rick would always talk about. And Tim, who is the Tim Riley, who is the newsman. Yeah. Tim's wonderful. Um, have been at dozens of stations all over. And so like they, and would, they would get canceled frequently too, even when they're on AM. So like that was always, that's just part of their existence as radio people. The, the old way that you do it is that every couple of years you get fired because a new management comes in or whatever. Somebody wants to make a, the format flips or, or whatever. And it's that constant insecure job insecurity. Yeah. That's no way to, that's no way to get through a day, let alone a career. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and hard. also I don't, I don't, I, I won't pull up and move. I won't like right. Right. Uh, go from city to city because, right. you know, the whole point of it is that I love Portland. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate you indulging me in that conversation <laughs> that I, that I begged you to have with me. It, it ticked you should all have my had boxes. it. You should have had it with me, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. You would have heard a very different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's hard because I mean, Took my youth. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, r radio. I mean, clearly isn't what what it what it used to be. Blah blah blah. But it it is such a magical and intimate 
thing that we're kind of robbed of now because it's all being played well, by a can, robot from yeah you Phoenix. can you can look at it that way but also it's not as if we don't have a myriad of other options available right now. which you has know, we been have, great yeah. content wise that Absolutely. there's kind of been kind of a, a bloom of do-it-yourself stuff like that yeah. i'm hoping that there are stations that will be like you know what we should put this podcast on there because that's what emerson's show was it was a four hour long podcast every day that like every 40 minutes they might have to play an ad because they got in trouble and and i think that's partly why they couldn't market him because podcast didn't exist back then to explain what that was and all that so i don't know now rambling again <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean radio and, it, and it's hard to i i work with kids and try to explain to them that how great radio was and what it meant and like the community that it built i mean i have radio half has, of my friends on facebook are be still because of radio radio has tremendous all... potential um but it it would need to majorly overhaul and i don't think that because it's so ad reliant right now and people just don't have that tolerance anymore right. and i don't think they're suddenly going to get a tolerance for well, it i'm hoping right. that means that big business then is like well wait this is not something that you make money at let's just sell these to local company and so i'm hoping it kind of has that phoenix like rebirth of yeah that'll, that'll probably like, that'll probably happen to right? that's probably gonna happen yeah. yeah and you know what art grants i bet more of those will happen <laughs> <laughs> and everyone will respect one another and, then, and we'll all we'll skip all, into we'll, a rainbow we'll switch to a barter society <laughs> it's gonna be awesome well, like, work will be valued yeah. well like other industries just like other industries like cinema and, and and others radio has been decentralized so much and the barrier to entry like we can we can buy room. stuff and put stuff in the spare room and all of a sudden we're you know right. we're a podcast and we're able to broadcast out to our six listeners <laughs> and the and so how do you shift an industry that's now distributed right. you know right. and and well also and how do you monetize again. something that is free Exactly. Yeah. Uh, monetize something is free. It's the same thing with what are your, what's, your, what's your plan for that, Todd? <laughs> I'm good at many things. Monetize, monetizing my monetizing talent things. is not one of oh, them. Oh, high order. five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just um, I just think that another thing is that you have now very few in charge of so much. And... A, a lot of times still the very few in charge are of a certain age and gender and, and income bracket that isn't necessarily one that lends itself um, enthusiastically to change right. progress or kindness. Right. right. <laughs> because as a, you know, as a medium, I just, I always have that hope of like someone will be walking by the dustbin that radio is in and be like, Hey, we can do, we just need to dust this off a we little can, bit. This will be great. Look what we can do with this. Better than it was. This. Right. I know. I just got a really good like movie image of that. Right. You just described too. <laughs> I spend a lot of time at the Goodwill Outlet, <laughs> so the, all of my analogies will be from there. I think you just described a Rush cover, <laughs> <laughs> or, or a time machine movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh, so yeah. what I what I'm doing now is just kind of yeah. it, the it was a big surprise afterwards because it. It was really bad at the end. Um, they'd fired like all my friends. So what? Year, oh, I'm sorry, not fired. Like they they didn't. They went they, home to spend time with their family. Yeah, that or they didn't. Re they turned down their contract renewal option, which was one fifth which was, of what they'd been earning. Right. You know, the offer. Um, I thought 
I've been doing this for so long and it had a lot of roots and feelers connected with the job, which is I got to do a whole bunch with different charities. I got to do a whole bunch of um, MC and, and that kind of work. So I thought, well, this, you know, this sucked and this was my life for 20 years in this building. But now, you know, now the the offers for do something new will come in and, you know, I'll, here I'm waiting. And then it just didn't happen. And I, I tried because for one thing, the the level of um, whatever success I was able to reach as a as a radio personality, those jobs just aren't there anymore. Right, right. I mean, they just don't exist. I'll tell you a secret, and that is, and I'll say allegedly, although it's true, pretty much everybody you know that still is ensconced in a, uh, should I even say this? Everybody has who's still doing it has taken a massive pay cut. Right, for sure. And um, I was offered to continue doing what I was doing for that and pretty naively said, um, go F yourself. And then uh, it turns out that that was a mistake. Hmm. So um, I thought that afterwards I'd be able to work maybe with this charity that I'd worked with every year for 20 years or I'd mm -hmm. be able to work with this station that had been courting me secretly behind my company's back for five years or this and this and this and just nothing was working and I was like oh it's it's because I'm you know 48 and uh but it, it was much much harder than I had mm -hmm. reckoned yeah the the industry has shifted uh, significantly well I don't I don't I wouldn't want to work in the industry anymore right. either yeah but just like kind of every industry seems <laughs> to have shifted yeah. while, I was, while I was busy just, for 20 years well and uh, the way has, the yeah. way I describe it uh, to the kids I work with the teenagers it's like it's like a wave that has just crashed over um, culture right now with the internet with the new generation and we're shifting a lot of things and we're in the midst of that it just tipped over that wave and everything is turmoil right now and it will flatten out again. and at least within that turmoil though we can all relax under the umbrella of a benevolent government that's taking care of us <laughs> oh i'm sorry speaking at of least that stress <laughs> at least that stress is <laughs> diminished speaking of morning shows i have a oh my oh, computer oh man what is going on you're there we go. Oh, That's all you got. We waited for that. It's terrible. You don't even have a real. Have you don't a... have an actual slide whistle in here. Oh my I, goodness! Oh, of course he does. He does. He does. Fine. Do you want? He you had want... it within grasp. It would have been See, faster that's, that's to, all use use to use this than to activate that's the an, actual that's sound. An Isn't that artisan? A, that is an, an orchestra grade. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, an orchestra grade slide whistle that the Unipiper gave. I've me. only ever seen them in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Is it locally sourced? I, it's, it's artisan. That's I'm sure. really beautiful. Yeah, it's I really didn't even nice. know they were supposed to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we think what a lot of people are finding now is um, that are in similar situations or who knows, maybe all situations. I don't know. I've been out of the big picture for a long time. Um, you, you, it's not about getting so much right now. Um, one entry level job and you work that for a while and you work up to this rank and then finally you were at the top you can be in the company and you make all this money and you stay there till you retire and then you retire and get i they gave me no severance after 20 years wow everything was very carefully worded and yeah. orchestrated yeah so that they would have to give me as little as humanly possible um and uh so but that's not that that's so rare that that happens. That doesn't exist anymore. And I think that's one of the things that the baby boomer generation doesn't understand 
is that you don't get a job. I'm, I'm and then Gen X for your information. No, no, no. no I'm not saying you. <laughs> the, I'm, our, I'm just kidding. But our generation that always, yeah. yeah, that always complains Oops. about you know whatever. It's like you used to be able to go to a job I know. for 50 years and then retire off of that with a pension and all this stuff. And like, my personality is kind of well suited to that though. And so I was really like, I yeah. absolutely had no idea that I wouldn't have this job until I was ready to not have the job anymore right. through my own. So what year, what year was it that, that, um, that it, that it, <laughs> that it, that it all crashed and burned? I know. Uh, it was, oh, it was exactly 20 years. So it was, um, 1997 to 2017. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think what's what's a lot, what's the new thing kind of, at least as I'm starting to understand it, is you do a lot of different things and some of them can be, hopefully all of them are things that you adore, but you don't make, you know, your huge salary and your life insurance with this one big overlord job. You know, you, you get stuff where you can, you mm -hmm. combine it all. And I, I think I can do that, but in, but it also seems like being just out of college again it really does. And now I'm tired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being out of college again and figuring it all out and piecing it together, yeah. except that I need to sleep a lot more than I used to. And it's terrifying. Since 2003 or whenever it was that I got laid off. And it's never, I mean, speaking of job insecurity, it's like, well, what am I going to do? Like my car just broke down and it's like, oh crap, how do I quick earn you know, thousands of dollars. Well, you, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a different lifestyle. Heist. The answer is heist. <laughs> heist. <laughs> the answer is always heist. Okay. Let's, tell me this. Let's um, heist. Do you guys, do you guys find that you have some jealousy slash benign hate towards things like we just looked at at the top of the show, which is um, people that are, are like, I, my thing is going to be that I'll just make videos of myself unwrapping toys. And then they're like, they make more than you've ever earned in your life every yeah. month. Do, yes. you, do you have a little, I, not a little, I, do you have a little rage toward that? I, I just do. like sort yeah, of the unfair balance of how, or are they geniuses and we're just sour grapes? Both, both. It's a both and it, yeah, it, it, it is. And, and we know people in that kind of life right now, uh, that, that are in our little circle of friends and it's it's fascinating and uh beguiling a lot of like you you did what mm. and, and, the, and this is the thing and, and baked bean bath and the, the baked bean bath and my and company b3 like, made <laughs> 7.6 yeah, million yeah, it is a new economy and it's it's a new uh well and it really is about everything. super serving a niche right now a i mean rich broadcasting niche. a rich, rich niche. niche that's totally right but i mean if you find that niche there's no other place for them to spend their money except for you, which is like this uh, Madonna podcast I was talking about <laughs> started by two people who never done anything in last February and they've got a hundred thousand listeners just because there's an audience that like, Oh, I've been looking for this that nobody has ever served to me here. That is. And so, yeah, it's, it is really about super serving that, that audience. I should actually and, mention, and I should have many times and I'm definitely already that I do have a podcast. I know. Well, I was, yeah, we'll, I was we'll, organically we'll, working we're, up we're, to we're, that. We're getting um, at Radio Free Daria. Radio yeah, there we go. Yeah, but many plugs. And I'm right now. I almost have a sponsor, and I I did the um, this the stupid 
thing that you know got me uh so much grief which was i i wouldn't consider any sponsor that i didn't like love and respect and actually want to uh. promote and it turns down it turns out that narrow stretch of <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yes we've been there um, yeah and so 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 far that the podcast is um is truly just a rehashing of the the storytelling feature that I did for uh, for those twenty years on radio, um, which is like a, a humorous narrative. It's like it, it's like um, news from like Wobagani right. type thing, um, but from the point of view of a then in twenties and slash thirties and now oh my god from the point of view of someone who is not a sexual predator apparently <laughs> I, you know i don't even want to no. i can't i just i, sh, I can't, can't hear it we can't go there totally. oh we'll always have the lindsey lohan prairie home companion movie aren't we yeah that's true I, that I was Lindsay. I, that I won't. I sh- I, that I, I don't acknowledge either. She was like in it for five minutes. I think. A whole bunch of denial. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But that's that's also a thing. And I found that I have okay. So so t- storytelling wise, mm-hmm. I have three thousand some stories, and then I can you know if I can write a new one, one whatever given given evening. But it turns out that not having a job to go to to read those, or uh, a paycheck I know that's coming every two weeks, or anything really cuts down your motivation factor so and i have to record at night because of all the street noise uh, and where my office is set up you can hear everything from outside and so i can only really record and then i have to lay my gentle head down at a certain time of night um so i have a recording window of about i would say like 10 30 to 10 40 48 (laughs) and if i miss it then there's and then so 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 often i'm just like oh just forget it well because you have to be in in kind of a specific mood to be able to because it's a performance and it's you have to be oh i'm pretty good i've I've gotten pretty good at faking that though oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're not in broadcasting for 20 years no uh, faking a little pep every now i i i need uh x cups of coffee and i'm you'd never know good to go yeah and energy That's right. Show mode. Yes. Show mode. Best in show. Best in show. <laughs> I like soup. <laughs> I think Best in Show is one of the best movies ever made. I love that. Uh, waiting for Guffman will always have my heart. Yeah. But. Do you know what? I remember Waiting for Guffman like people remember Kennedy being shot. Like I, really? I was, yes, I saw it on Hawthorne. I think I was still in college. Um, it was at Cinemagic, which is right down there by what is now Blackbird, the pizza place, which is really, really good. Yep. On, I want to say the corner. It was, it's in between 21st and 20th yep. on Hawthorne. That theater, uh, I had no preconceived notions about what the movie was. Had wow. no idea. Um, I was just there, and I think it maybe had started to rain. So I went in. There were it was a, a matinee. There were maybe four other people in the theater besides me, and I, I remember I was sitting in the middle left, <laughs> and I, I my jaw just dropped. Just blown away. I, do you ever have that feeling of it's it's sort of a postcoital feeling, but it doesn't have to be. It's just that sort of like sense of well-being that's so uh pervasive and and permeating like that, that you don't want to move yeah right. because you don't want the feeling to change in any way that's what i had that sort of frisson wow. through the entire movie like i could I remember, not believe how much i love i remember reading about it in entertainment weekly and then uh, i went to wsu and lived in a town called colfax which is like 12 miles away but everything like it's just a super small town in the middle of a bunch of wheat fields was it blaine tiny, was it blaine it was it was, it was totally super blaine. blaine oh my gosh i never put that together <laughs> but they had a, a mom and pop video store there that had it and I rented it and it blew my mind dun, 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 just, dun, 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 yeah dun, dun. so now it would be loud <laughs> do you reckon <laughs> that happened now it would be loud well now we're too loud now we're too so loud I, have I hate you and I hate your ass face, face. I'm gonna go home and bite my pillow 
That's what I'm it's gonna so do. good. I won't play the longer version, but I, um, Christopher Guest is one of those actors. Like uh, Rick Moranis is another one. Um, there's many of them, but where they can disappear so fully into a uh. character that my brain can't accept that that character doesn't exist in real life and right. time. Or that he's the six-fingered man in Princess Bride. Or the, exactly, oh, right. no, exactly right. Like or, I or Nigel Tufnell, or yeah, yeah. It's just like it. Th- he does. There's no. There's absolutely no relation between Christopher Guest and and um, Corky to me. Yeah, Saint Clair. Um, Corky so, is a fully formed person. He is. Yeah. Like I'll. Ne- I. He forever will be. To I me. hear Corky's voice in my head almost every week, <laughs> saying something. So we we talked about it a long time ago, but and I don't re- remember if you. So I found the VHS copy of an SNL skit where Corky make w- the pre-emergence. Yeah, we made the pre-emergence, and he was bald. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swim, so he was synchronized swim, swimming, synchronizing swimming so instructor, mm-hmm. and uh, that's right, that's right. With yeah. um, with um, uh, Harry Shearer Shear and Martin and, Short, and Martin Short. Short. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a strong. Swimmer. <laughs> I'm not a strong swimmer. But you're right. That you, is you. Hey, hey, you. you. I know you. I know you. you. Oh no, but you're, you're not, not angry at that was on one of the Saturday Night Live like 20, 25th anniversary tape that you and like I you remember. can't find that sketch anywhere. Like oh, so many no. of these things are just speaking of of conglomerates that own things. Like we'll never see the light of day. Like you just no. can't see. Like The Simpsons is not streaming anywhere. It's like a whole generation has no idea The Simpsons is is, is a thing. I was trying to explain to a seventeen year old. I'm like, it literally defined culture for the next thirty mm. years. And he's like, what is The Simpsons? It's that stupid show that's still on. That surprises me. It's so that, crazy. That uh, I think SNL makes itself fairly. They're accessible. not too bad, but, but there but are they, some sketches. There that are you some years find. that um, yeah. Lauren Michaels has has said you will not ever see these again. Yeah, the Mr. Belvedere sketch is impossible to find. Oh, Do you I know, don't that, know one? that one? Yes, you must know it. It's the okay. It's Tom Hanks is a host. Yeah, um, and. Uh, uh, Tim Meadows is a guest at this group. He thinks it's some other sort of meeting group, but the group is actually the Mr. Belvedere fan club. I do know the sketch. Yeah, y- you must know the sketch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's the Chris Farley years, and it's it and Phil Hartman as well. And it takes a really sour really turn it. really fast, where they're they're all talking about how much they love Mr. <laughs> Belvedere, and they're like, "So I love Mr. Belvedere, and he's great and everything." And I was wondering, should we kill him? <laughs> Um, and so they have to, they have to do this sort of, um, this sort of pledge that they do, which is, uh, an exercise is like, I should want to write Mr. Belvedere a thank you letter. I should not want to write it on paper made of human flesh, <laughs> that kind of thing. And they, <laughs> they, it's um, so great. they call him uh, Brock Toon. I've also yes, searched Brock-tune. for the Brock, that's their special secret nickname for Mr. Belvedere. And it ends Spoiler alert with Tim Meadows in a giant sort of bell jar um, screaming for help and his breath is fogging up the glass. But you try to absurd as comedy. I feel like it's one of the best sketches SNL has ever done. And you, it's impossible to find. Wow. It is. Impossible I do know Saturday find. Night is very because uh, one of my one of my hobbies is going to the Goodwill outlet bins and finding weird VHS tapes and then posting them to YouTube. And uh, I you found, ever, you, have you found the Holy Grail? Which is? Um, I think we both know it's Alyssa Milano's Teen Steam. Oh, oh, come on. Of course we have. What am I, an amateur over here? <laughs> I'm so happy. We've done a whole episode only, on Teen Steam. <laughs> we did a whole YouTube video <laughs> about Teen Steam. We, although we've never released that. I'm I should release so that. Happy. It was on an unaired. We, we love Teen so, Steam. Yeah. I remember the ads for Teen Steam. 
uh, the TV ads came out while I was in college, and it oh, was, nice. um, which seems really late in the world for, for Teen Steam it to really have happened. Does. But it was, um, I, you would see these ads sandwiched in between those old Portland ads for the guy who owned the used car shop, and he, he had just video in the background of cars coming at the screen that looked like they were about to hit him, and he was a, a gentleman of... Um, uncertain ethnicity and would stand there and go do you remember this have I you don't. lived in Portland no, forever no I didn't grow up here I oh, okay then you would then. not have no idea if you yeah, didn't yeah. grow up here but if you did you remember, may remember this guy and his um, his pitch was sort of like so you need car get to work first time ever in life to own the car come I help you out <laughs> and then you'd have Alyssa Milano going teen steam you gotta let <laughs> you it gotta out gotta let it out <laughs> teen teen steam my friend did a parody video with his old three dog three-legged rescue dog zoe that <laughs> who had gastrointestinal gastrointestinal issues called zoe steam oh, you gotta no. let it out oh um, no <laughs> oh and um, you know what she recovered from that like she's she had that was she that wasn't was even working. a bl- I, yeah and she was also huge oh, in japan did you know dog. the dog <laughs> Um, Zoe, I believe, Zoe never recovered. I believe never recovered. Her, her dad wrote the music to that. So I believe the father is the author of the hit song, Teen, Teen Steam. Steam. So, Parenthesis, you got to let it out. You got to let it out, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so anyway, I upload them all to my YouTube channel that nobody watches. And I'm just fascinated with these things that will no longer be around. The one thing that was the biggest heartbreak for me is there used to be a website called X-Entertainment, which was magnificent. And it was actually a pretty early um, popular website to deal with uh, pop culture Mm -hmm. and nostalgia. It really just kind of cornerstone nostalgia in the early days of Mm -hmm. successful websites. And it had a feature, a photo, what do you call it? When it's like, it's like a comic strip in photos, like a storyboard of photos that was called um, Spider-Man Spider-Man reviews crayons, I believe, <laughs> and it was just a, a multi-points of articulation Spider-Man toy reviewing different crayons in the box, and it was like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Wow. And if you search for it, you will find thousands of sites that link to it, but the link itself goes nowhere now because the dude that made the site just brought everything in the site down and has never posted it again. Wow. Oh. I do know there's things like the the internet archive or like there's a couple things like that oh i've been i don't know how to i don't know how to work i've i've seriously i've hauled in friends with technology and you cannot extract it for anything it's (laughs) gone yeah the big media files don't get uh saved into the internet archive but but isn't it funny that this is a source of complaint like before (laughs) before anything um internet related you just you'd have this bit of your childhood and it would be elusive and fleeting it would be gone forever Mm -hmm. right and now we're outraged if one memory that we have isn't there for us to visit whenever we want to at all times and share with everybody immediately yes (laughs) that being said it's still unfair and they should bring super spider-man reviews crayons back online immediately (laughs) i I can't wrap my head around why it's gone there was Uh, one thing um have you ever searched for something that's specific to you and your memories and not been able to yes but um only and I eventually found it because I was getting the name wrong there was a line of toys in the 80s that wasn't very popular but um, one one weekend we were going to go on a trip to the mountains and there was a huge rainstorm so everyone was running late and so we were allowed to watch afternoon TV and they were running a series oh god if we have the same thing I'm just going to faint so mine was I'll, I'll get to insectosaurs was the one <laughs> which was a series <laughs> which, I doubt it was insect, the same insectors oh, or whatever but they were like god. action figures but they were also mutant bugs or whatever yeah. but they had this whole it was like a cereal <laughs> commercial not like cereal you eat but like the old cereals of 
um, like the forties where each ad was a little piece of the whole story. And I just remember like there was five or six of them. And it was like telling this whole story. And I was just like, I couldn't wait to get to the end of like how the insectors. <laughs> Seriously. Like, but I think I thought they were called insectosaurs and they're insectors or something. So I couldn't ever. And you sound like a maniac when you try to explain <laughs> that to someone. So it took me a long time. And finally, and of course, there's like, how validating was it to find it and be like, I'm, I'm not, not crazy. I'm not, not crazy. crazy. Mine was crazy. mine was this show I had watched when I was homesick with the flu from school on PBS in the in the late seventies early eighties, um, and all I remembered about the show was that it was a little boy and maybe girl, and they found a, a, a sh- an Aztec shrunken head that could speak. And you're nodding like you know what this is. <laughs> I think and I've heard called, of it. But I don't think I know. Is it? Oh, the, it's called Chico the Rainmaker. Okay. Well, then. But I had no. I had no memory of any of that. All I would search for PBS Shrunken Head for <laughs> for maybe a decade. Which I mean, constantly. Right. And then I found I found the title Chico the Rainmaker that sounded like the same description. And now, in 2019, <laughs> there's finally one or two videos you can see that are excerpts. And it it, it was uh, I think it was filmed in the late 60s in England. Wow. Um, and it's... Uh, it, live but, action, but, not not animated? It was, no, it's live action, and it's... it's awesome. Dare I say, in my opinion, it holds up amazingly. <laughs> awesome. And it's this little... Uh, I still don't really know the the plot that well, but it's amazing. And we when, when I Chico the Rainmaker. We really... Like, sh- you, can, like you, can, you can order it, but I'm not yet ready to take that next sure. step. Um but it was amazing how I saw this once, probably at the age of eight or nine. Um, and when I watched it again in my 40s on YouTube, all of a sudden I was like, I remember that. I remember that. I remember <laughs> that. that I remember that. And it felt like it felt yeah. like being told your dreams are real. Like yeah, it was right. the most am- singular, amazing feeling. Well, of it's like, like a puzzle missing it's like a t- one piece where it's like, hey, you know, yeah. my, the whole picture's fine or whatever, but just to find like it was, it's been under the couch the whole time. But it was like, like that, but it was it also as if your own past self came forward and handed you the piece kind of thing. Right. Like it was like this crazy time traveling, like, am I a child? <laughs> What's happening? How? What is existence? What? <laughs> Chico, Chico, Rainmaker. Chico, Chico, Rainmaker. That's so funny. And I feel like there is one more song related something that I could never find because you never realize how how not advanced technology is when you try to search for something like a song and yep. that you just want to hum into something uh, or like totally. try just trying to explain the general premise of the shrunken <laughs> head they, they have and things now where you could like hum and they're like th- your song is I've Been to Paradise by Charlene you're like holy <laughs> shit how does it know it, it is knows or you just hum it into the room and there's definitely a listening device that will Give you an do ad not, about it later. Do not want. Now, how do we monetize all <laughs> of it? Seriously. All if of you it. think of the song, you have to pay ASCAP. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, mine mine was uh, Super Chicken. And so uh, it was, everybody's heard of George of the Jungle. And George of the Jungle appeared with uh, several other cartoons made by the same cartoonist. Yeah. And uh, Tom Slick was one, and uh, Super Chicken was another That's one. Funny. And it was rich in puns and comedy that it, uh, kind of like Rocky and Bullwinkle sure. would always uh, like really sophisticated jokes disguised as cartoons. Right. And um, uh, and 
Was it on Nobody. PBS? Was it was it on just regular TV? What was it on? Regular on TV? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you remember? It? I remember. Okay. Yeah. And so it would um, in the Los Angeles market. There was this guy named Tom Hatton, uh, and he would do the Saturday morning show, and uh, it was Popeye and Friends, and yep. the Friends were all of the series Cheap characters yeah, that people were, were, was affordable to. It that. was like those four cartoons. It was like. Tom Slick, Super Chicken, George of the Jungle, and there was like one other that I can't right. remember. Uh, and and there's not a human that's younger than me <laughs> that has ever heard of Super Chicken ever. <laughs> and and I know the theme song. I know that you know. And you knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. You know, there's, right. there's lines and there's. It, it was such a great show, and right. it still is. And and you can find them on YouTube. And it's I like crazy. the theme song is good too. It's, it, yeah. When you find yourself in danger, when you're threatened by a stranger, when it looks like you will take a licking, when there's no one else to turn to, he'll hurry up and rescue just Brock for Super Chicken. Super Chicken. Wow. I mean, I remembered it a little bit less well, I'll admit, but cartoons have also are one thing that has gotten so, that have gotten so much better in every way that it's unbelievable like it's amazing how just much of an ad everything in the 80s was it's amazing like so much how, they had to what make we rules what we would that. tolerate as children watching cartoons <laughs> like how bad it could get and we would still watch it every single week bad there were so many we took whatever scraps we were given exactly. and so many said thank you crazy yes. movies that evolved into television shows that then became a a really crappy cartoon wait you know, like, like what uh, like, oh, you mean like the, like the A Team cartoon, or the A Team cartoon? I don't even know if that's a thing, you guys. I don't, it sounds like it would it be. It sounds like it would be. But there was a Happy Mr. Days cartoon. Mr. T had his own cartoon. There was a I, Happy Days cartoon. There was a Laverne and Shirley. There cartoon. was a Laverne and Shirley where they went off to war. But weren't they in space? Uh, maybe. Hold on, oh, I no, think no, no, Laverne no. and Shirley but went to space. Laverne I have and a... Shirley went to space. Um, uh, Private Benjamin. Uh, cartoon, cartoon was a cartoon that was terrible. I have a great, um, I have a bunch of uh, comic books from the seventies and eighties that I make into notebooks. And there's a couple, there's a couple like two page spread for like the Saturday CBS Saturday morning, oh, and it's glorious. it's all of that terrible filmation was a was one of the animation companies that was terrible. Deke uh, was another one that was terrible. Prior to the movie, which uh was excellent and f- the franchise which continues to be my sole knowledge of thor came from the hostess ads in the back of comic books yep. <laughs> where he would you yep. know all of art the, thou hungry for twinkie all the yeah all yeah. the comic strip and they would have little like one page stories of About, like and wonder s- woman or somehow or a, doing... a fruit pie would save the day or... <laughs> <laughs> the hostess fruit pie <laughs> oh, nostalgia. oh man that's so great well, is there anything else we would like to chat about? I we, feel like I could just sit here all day. I feel like we we hit that. I don't remember what's what sprung board it nostalgia wise, but it's it's so good when to have like a, it's so good to have like a a real time with different people equivalent of clicking and getting to, into a, uh, <laughs> hyperlinking yeah, into complete nonsense. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Me- which but it's really just like remember this? A yeah. human based Mem- rabbit it hole. Gr- isn't it great that we all remember this? <laughs> yeah. You remember this too? But I love it. There's nothing I love more than that really. Totally, totally. Well that <laughs> also I need a job. <laughs> So yeah, tell us, uh, uh, give us another, uh, just the breakdown of your, of your, uh, My thing? of your thing where people can find out more about you and, and learn more about you if um, they don't already know. Well, I have a website. It's, um, my name, Daria, uh, dot com. A lot of people knew me for many years as O'Neill, my mm-hmm. first married name. Um, 
and Elliot is hard to remember and, and awkward to spell, but you know. My last it's, name it's, is Workoven. That's <laughs> so. totally easier. German is easier that's than Ukrainian true. every any that's day. That's true. Um, it's uh, Daria, D-A-R-I-A-E-L-I-U-K. Okay. Com. Like it sounds. Yeah, but it, it's, but I, I visited maybe once in the last eight months. Um, but you can link to my podcast, Radio Free Daria, from there. You can just go to Radio Free Daria. And then I do a lot of storytelling things in town, mm. um, primarily with Seven Deadly Sins storytelling. I'm going to do a thing with Rough Draft, um, I guess, to, what is today? Like like Wednesday or Tuesday or okay. something um, at Curious Comedy Theater. And then I'm starting. Do you have like a posted schedule somewhere? I that people should. I mean, uh, theoretically, it would be on my, on my <laughs> website if I... I'm just like, oh, I just want to go to bed. I just want to watch. I don't even have I just want to watch so something right on Netflix and go to bed. I do have business cards. Good. See, you're one step ahead. However, of me. they link to a website that I never update. I know. Oh. I did. I let ToddWorkham.com lapse. So, and I've been freelancing for almost 20 years. I'm a webmaster. My my personal website has been dead for oh. four oh. years. Yeah. And. I just got it online this last I'm week. I'm giving a TED Talk. So. That's <gasps> probably important. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's um, huge. Yes. Uh, also, which I should put more thought into. I've written it already. So but do they I come just, like, to you? This They did in this case, and, yeah. Well, they don't give you a topic, obviously, but is no. there like a theme that they bring to you or is it just like it's wide open for whatever? I mean, I think generally when they choose a person to approach, they have a preconceived notion about that person that lends them to the topic they hope that person will speak about. Sure, and in sure. my case, I believe it was getting fired. Right. Um, so I'm kind of talking about when your life as you know it career-wise ends abruptly i mean or, or not career-wise if you have a, a dramatic change in what your identity has been about how do you survive the interim of time before your kind of new life kicks in because yeah. mm-hmm. that doesn't always happen concurrently it would be amazing if it did but um oftentimes there's sort of despair filled downtime that you have to navigate well like you said after graduating from college you expect i'll get that job right away or yeah whatever. exactly and then there's that weird lull of i'll just be years. head of theater <laughs> <laughs> i'll be president of theater now <laughs> with my theater degree <laughs> Anybody? No? Oh, that's a surprise. That was money well spent. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that, and you can go to um, – it's the TEDx Mount Hood. Okay. So you can get tickets for that. It's, in, like, it's November 2nd, I think. Okay. So it's just oh, – cool. That's just very, like very cool. Stuff. Yeah, it, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm really glad you came on our little oh, show, and I got too. to meet you more. We, I, like I said, we met briefly at the podcast festival, but mostly just in passing between uh, trying to get set up on stage. So I'm glad I'd been able to spend some time. Mark's too, Mark man. has gotten some time with you and has has glowing reviews of your time together. <laughs> oh. So I was very excited to Mark and I spent you more. the last beautiful day of summer together outside. We did. You cook. You you made a, an extravagant. Amazing Italian dinner with, uh, and we had some friends over, and everything was awesome. That was awesome evening. Fun, yeah. Too bad you weren't there, Todd. (laughs) I know. I am. I am. Yeah. I am not happy that I missed out on the. um, No, you won't be in the future. The the, you won't. No, I'm not. That was wrong. You won't be unhappy. You won't be excluded. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Now that we've already formed our gang, we're not accepting new members. That's right. You have to answer a series of very specific late 70s to mid 90s obscure trivia questions. (laughs) About insectors. Yeah. (laughs) Insectors. Then you may eat. No, yeah, I was really, I was really sad for reciting lines from Waiting for Guffman. Exactly. See, I'm on top. At least I had sound clip for that. I feel that's where today's conversation peaked. (laughs) (laughs) With you. 
And that was pretty late in the conversation, so I am happy with I am that. I am too. I am too. It's like it couldn't have been planned better. Okay. I love, All right. Well, I thank love you for you joining us. Uh, thank you. Um, and I don't know. We'll wrap this up with her sometime. I just want to listen to the Mr. B- Mr. Belvedere theme song, so we're going to listen to that for a little bit. It's a really beautiful song. I always like Should this. we kill him? <laughs> I loved this show. It's so great. Nobody ever talks about Mr. Belvedere. Bob Euchre's I get sitcom. I get him confused with Silver Spoons and then also the Webster. other one with the nah who's the guy and there was was it Family Affair it had oh. Buffy and Jody and there was some guy it had the Miss Beasley doll and there was a butler did I dream this <laughs> all that sounds familiar <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you really Mr. were making Beasley. it up to see if like <laughs> how agreeable we are? Oh yeah, no, I totally, I totally remember that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm right. It was called a family affair, and they tried to remake oh, yeah. it with Tim Curry as the butler, okay. um, but it didn't, fa- but it didn't work. It failed, which was not Tim Curry's fault. <laughs> Nothing is ever Tim Curry's fault. <laughs> I, I don't know the original. It. I, mean, <laughs> I, can, I can blame him. <laughs>